This is Pod Forsaken. Hey everyone, welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman. I'm Missy Levin. And I'm Chris Sachs. And we're a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies you probably haven't seen. This week we're talking about one you probably haven't seen. It's called <laughs> The Devil Rides Out from yeah, 1968, right? Am I right about the year? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. So before we talk about that in depth, we always tell people what we're going to do in the next episode to give you some time to catch up. What are we going to do next week? Uh, uh, something with the devil in it. Dust yeah. devil. Yeah, if if you haven't been paying attention, we're doing movies with devil in the title. For how long? I don't know, until we get bored of it. Or until we start getting emails or Twitters, Twitters, tweets <laughs> that are like, stop. Yeah. I am yeah, so yeah. old. We I refer to tweets reached, as Twitters. <laughs> we can only be reached through TikTok dance. That's true. Interpretive dance, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to do Richard Stanley's Dust Devil, which uh, if, for those of you who do not know who Richard Stanley is, he he's best known for doing hardware which i've never seen but people always talk about how cool hardware is do either of you know hardware no uh i know it from the the rental stores right yeah same i i remember always seeing it on the shelf but i never actually watched it and people consider it like one of the 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 like one of the cooler indie horror films of the early 90s you know Mm. uh and then he followed it up with dust devil and he was sort of on this like meteoric rise because apparently dust devil is quite cool too and then he got hired to do The Island of Dr. Moreau, the Val Kilmer. Oh, um, oh no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the um, Val Kilmer and who's the other guy? You know, the guy from The Godfather. Uh, yeah. The... M- Marlon Brando, right? Yes. And so that movie obviously tanked so hard that it destroyed Richard Stanley's career, right? And oh. he basically, like, I actually watched a whole documentary about this. Uh, and it's it's pretty depressing to to hear what happened. But anyway... Uh, after that, he kind of just didn't make movies for like several decades until recently when he Whoa. made the the Nick Cage uh, movie, The Color Out of Space. No, wait, really? This is yeah. the same guy? This is the same guy as the oh. guy who did. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's, that's cool. Wow, now I understand why people are so excited for that to come out. Okay. Exactly, because it was like, hey, the next real horror movie from, you know, Richard Stanley. That's really cool. Well, hopefully he makes something else. For Dust Devil... There are multiple versions of the film. I'm going to see if we can track down the director's cut because people say that is the preferred version. Okay. So I would recommend if you're going to watch it for the show, you know, listener, try to get that version. But much like The Devil Rides Out, you may have to resort to some less than, what would be the Scrupulous. Yes, ways of tracking it down. (laughs) Because like, look, let's talk about The Devil Rides Out. I wanted to rent this. Turns out it's not streaming anywhere. So Literally nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, whoever owns the rights, someone, someone owns the rights, right? Why not charge 99 cents and put it up on Amazon? It's so dumb. Because, I mean, this is one of the most famous horror, Hammer horror movies. Like, it shouldn't be this hard to find. I, I know. I was shocked. So, however, you know, if you know how to use the internet, there are ways to watch movies, right? <laughs> that, you know, that are hard to find. Ways yeah. to rent them using websites? Yep. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm not going to go, like, buy it from, from – can you even buy it? I assume there's Blu-ray copies of it. Yeah. I think there are Blu-ray copies. Yeah. Or I think DVD copies is what I saw. But anyway, uh, one way or another, we all watch The Devil Rides Out. Mm-hmm. It's from 1968. It's a Hammer horror film. I'm not, like, super familiar with the works of Hammer. I know, Missy, you're much more of a Hammer person. I am, yes. Uh, Hammer – Hammer is it Hammer – sorry, Hammer Films? Hammer, Hammer Studios? Well, is it called Hammer Horror? I mean, all the movies are called like Hammer Horror, 
movie. It's, yeah, it's I a think it's British Hammer film production. Yeah, Hammer Films, right? It's a British um, studio. Right. And they're, I think they're all. most famous for like making a whole bunch of Dracula films that starred Christopher Lee. Would you disagree with that? I think that's fair. Yeah. And I don't know. I've just never been like a like a fan of their work or whatever. But I've heard of The Devil Rides Out a lot. And I was like, hey, we should watch it. Especially because it this apparently is like one of the few times where Christopher Lee plays a good guy. It's yeah. I, the only time I've Wait, seen Wait, was him, he I'm... the good guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's just so sinister. <laughs> he plays yeah. a very sinister good guy. Yeah. I think that was fun for him. I, I, I've never seen another movie where he plays a good guy. <laughs> Did either of you have a weird moment when it started and it was called the devil's bride that's that's what the title in in america was they changed it right but i didn't know that so i like i put the film on and i'm watching it and it's like hammer films presents a movie with christopher lee the devil's bride and i had to pause and i was like wait did i actually get the wrong movie uh but yeah so it's still devil in the title so it would have been fine that's true it would have worked so devil's devil's rides out is based on a novel written a few years earlier right by dennis wheatley mm-hmm. yes. um, which this I, is a character who's kind of he's basically like a a duke who knows magic like good white magic and like it, you know he is, studies it from like an educational point of view like he's not yes, like he doesn't practice right. it to have power right so but it, apparently it was like an 11 book series that this character was in so it's oh, like a really pretty, yeah like a real pot boiler series i mean i i thought it was like you know how like they used to release books in the newspaper like every month, like a chapter mm. or whatever. I think it was, I thought it was like released like that. But it, it says, according to Wikipedia, the, the novel came out in 1934. So that's actually a, not just a few years earlier. Right. Yeah. But it says it was a serialized version that began running in the Daily Mail in 1934. Uh, yeah. Mm, the Daily now, Mail. <laughs> I don't know if like after that, if the main character, if he did like if Wheatley didn't start using him more. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he did. Says, you are, Chris, you are right. He because yeah. he he later shows up in a 1950 book called The Second Seal. Hmm. Not as uh not, not as uh, daring as the Seventh Seal. Well, it's you know it's it's <laughs> still five. one of the seals. Yeah, it's it's part of the Seal franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, it's based on this book. The screenplay for The Devil Rides Out is written by Richard Matheson, which I did not know. Are you guys familiar with Richard Matheson? No, the wow, name. Wow, cricket, crickets, really. I'm. My my wife had the same thing, and it, when I guess I'm just like a Richard Matheson fan. I guess not a huge one because I didn't know he wrote this. But Richard Matheson uh, is a f- very famous horror novelist who wrote. Mm. I he wrote the book I Am Legend, which was turned into multiple movies. Right. Mm-hmm. He I believe wrote the the I always miss up the title the the Legend of Hell House, the Haunting of Hell, or just maybe it's just called Hell House, whatever. But he also wrote a lot of the most famous Twilight Zone episodes, including like Gremlin on the Wing, right? Yeah. Which is actually called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, I think. Yep. Look, if, you, if you've never read some Richard Matheson, go pick up one of his actual books, right? Like a, like a book of his short stories. He's a great writer. That dude writes some good stories. So, but again, this is not an original work by Richard Matheson. He's just adapting a book, right? So, okay, that's all the preamble I think is needed. The movie, you know, the internet says this movie is rated G, but I don't know if like they had like G ratings back. I don't know if it's been like retroactively rated G, but I would say this movie is pretty tame, you know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's certainly because it's from 1968, right? It's rated and it's S. Like, you know, the Hammer Horror vibe is not like gory and like particularly scary. It's like spooky and gothic. 
and atmosphere. It's, That's like, it's the type of movie where I realized in one of the scenes that I left something in the other room and I was like, let me let me just run out real quick. And by the time I ran to the other room and ran back, the character hadn't finished walking across the stage. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> uh, I will say, yeah, like it, it because it's from that period, you know, of history, it does have that like that 60s like lush kind of filmmaking where it, it's very vivid colors but it looks kind of like a filmed stage play do you, either of you agree or disagree with that? i agree for sure yeah, yeah yeah uh i will say as we talk about a lot i think i prefer that over the 70s look right like i just i don't know i it feels more like like a like a like a hollywood movie as opposed to like a gritty whatever experience yeah yeah this isn't gritty it's it's classy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, before we get into like talking about the plot, you guys want to just talk initial feelings on it? Like, what do sure. you guys think of this movie? I mean, I think I probably can guess how everyone felt about this, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I, what, I want to hear your guesses. Yeah, I want to hear your guesses. I mean, obviously Rodney hated it. Like, there's no question. Like, this is, he would say this isn't a, like, there, he would probably not think this is a horror movie. I mean, and, it's. It's definitely I, a horror movie. I'm not yeah, going to debate it's a that. Movie. I I liked the first half, and then it started going downhill. I did not hate it, but I didn't really like it. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I thought there was a lot. Like I love Christopher Lee, and I think he's really pulling up the score for me. This is about a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I'm I'm going to put this like a five, probably five. Yeah, five or six. I don't know. Like, yeah. hey, it's it's well made, and like again, I can't I can't change the fact that it's. 2021 right and like i've seen the other movies that i've seen this movie is really fucking old this might this might be the oldest movie we've done on the show right right huh. but but I, I will say this like this came out in 1968 do you know what else came out in 1968 rosemary's baby rosemary's baby yeah i was gonna right? Rosemary's, that. rosemary's baby like if i saw rosemary's baby and then i saw this i'd be like well one of these is a great movie and one of these is like eh. yeah yeah like Rosemary's Baby is one of the I mean, there's a reason it's such a classic. It's one of the few that I really like from that time. Right. It's really timeless. Like it could have come out any time. I, I think for me, like, again, I have seen a couple Hammer Dracula films over the years. And like, at least there's a certain amount of like blood and death in those. Like, I know they're not gory per se, but like people are getting killed. Right. Whereas this movie it's pretty light on everything. You know, the only thing I can assume is that like. At the time, even just making a movie about like devil worship was probably cert kind of risque, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I also agree that like if you were to watch these in the same year and in one movie you're watching like a woman get raped by the devil in her dreams and give birth to the baby and then you watch the devil rise out, it kind of just it's like the bar is over here and you didn't live up to that, you know? Yep. I mean, but this is all this is in the theme of hammer horror. Like it's a different it's trying to do different things. Is it our hammer that we can get into this more when we go in depth, but like were a lot of hammer horror movies like the solve and you know what I mean by that, like the solve was like throw a throw holy water at it or pray. Kind of. I mean, the, the whole they're, they're actually like not that far removed from Jollos in that like the <laughs> whole thing is about vibe. Like it's if you mm. like the vibe, you're going to like the movie. It's not necessarily about what happens in the last five minutes to solve it. Yeah. Like, it's a I, beautiful gothic, you know, creepy. If you like it, you like it. Like, yeah. you know, but but one of the things I I felt with this movie is it didn't have that that like gothic dread sense. Like a lot of this movie is just like happening 
in like very well lit rooms or during the daylight. Right. Yeah. I just didn't feel like it had a sense of dread. Um, there is obviously that that one of the cooler scenes is like the nighttime sort of orgy, the G rated orgy. <laughs> um, why don't we why don't we talk about the movie? Right. And we'll get to all these things in as we go along. But like I I I certainly was not angry at the movie. I want to be clear. Right. There's nothing to be angry about. I just was sort of like, I don't know, toward the end, it started to get kind of boring when it should be getting cool. And then like, yeah, it, Chris is right. It kind of just like wraps up very quickly. And I was like, oh, that's the end. And then the, and it's just like the Which, end, go home. So because as we said, it's based off a book. I was reading th- this does not happen in the movie. Apparently in the book, after that climax that happens in the movie, there is a whole nother thing that happens. Oh, OK. Ah. Like that, it's a whole, but it's like an adventure across Europe. So obviously they couldn't do that on like a hammer budget. <laughs> yeah, fair. So. All right. So like the movie opens. Uh, what year is I, I actually was watching it's the I was, late 20s right but I I'm just like look I'm a little stupid right so I was like I feel like this is supposed to be the 20s right because of the cars and stuff but I was like is this the 68 I was like I feel like cars look way different by 68 <laughs> <laughs> but it's the whole movie is taking place like sort of in the British countryside right yeah but okay, which so hasn't changed for 500 years exactly right like <laughs> if you if you go to the British countryside right now as long as someone doesn't isn't playing with their iPhone, you might not know what year it is. <laughs> yeah, there's just a peasant in a field going, "God bless the Queen." <laughs> You're like, yes. So we the movie opens and we meet Christopher Lee, who has this really cool like um, I don't know what you would call that style of like beard and mustache, but it's very well manicured. It was yeah. like a hole in the middle, like what, the middle is isn't a, a mustache. Dyke? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. If you were to just pause the movie and ask a random stranger, who do you think Christopher Lee is playing in this movie? They would probably say he's the devil, right? Like, he <laughs> looks incredibly sinister. <laughs> yeah. You can't help it. Yeah. And so he plays a character whose name, he's like a duke, right? Duke, yes. duke de Richelieu. Yeah. Yes, Duke de Richelieu. So I'm just going to call him Duke or the Duke. I don't know if we ever hear know his first name, right? And so he... I forget the first moments. He like is. Are they at an airplane? And he's getting off an. He's getting off an airplane, or someone's getting off an airplane. Uh, yeah. Is he arriving, or is this a like friend? His, yeah, his it, Watson is arriving. Right. The other the other main character is this guy named Rex Rex von Reen, if you want the full name. So these are like essentially the two main characters of this movie, and they're like, "Hey, haven't seen you in a while. We should go check on our friend. Is it Simon? Simon." Yeah. Right. And so what you basically learn is that like they used to be friends with Simon's father. I, I guess it's it's supposed to be like from the war. It's unclear. And his father passed away. And now they like these guys kind of like have taken it on themselves to like look after this young man, Simon. So they're like, let's go to his house and just sort of like surprise visit him. Right. But like they go to this house. And it's like a very lovely like mansion, you know, estate. And you meet Simon and Simon's like what? Like. 30 like he's like late 20s like he's a grown man right and so yeah. i was sort of like oh i i i'm like you're still like looking after this guy right like, I think, like just like making sure he's on the right path you know yeah that's fair and so they get there and simon has a group of people there and because the movie is called the devil rides out you probably quickly assume like they're up to something right mm-hmm. yeah. they're probably there for horseback riding yeah some uh clay clay pigeon shooting <laughs> So, you know, 
they come in and Simon's like, hey, guys, what a surprise. Kind of not like a really great time to be stopping by. And yeah, I'm so glad you arrived right now. The orgy was about to start. (laughs) (laughs) And and everyone's like sort of mentioning how there's only supposed to be 13 people here. And now that there's two more, like 15 is kind of like not cool, bro. Right. Mm -hmm. And the other two people we meet at this party who are super important is this older guy whose name is like Mocha Latte, right? Mercada. <laughs> Mercada. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed Mo- to yeah. be like... Did you like- want that iced or hot? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mokata, and he is a, a very other like sinister looking proper British fellow. I mean, everyone's a proper British like, fellow. piercing eyes. Everyone's, it's all British upper crust, like aristocracy. Right. Aristocracy. And uh, we meet, I think, uh, we meet this, this woman who's probably in her like early 20s named Tanith. Correct. Mm-hmm. These are all like very similar to words they they use in Rosemary's Baby, which is funny because yeah, they're are like, they? yeah, because like the Mercados, that's like the family. Oh, you're right. And then like Tannis root is like the what she keeps in her necklace. That's like oh, that's yeah. the root. So like, I mean, and I mean the guy um, Mercada <laughs> is is he's based on um, I Alistair felt like- Crowley. Every time someone said their name, I felt like I heard it wrong. The dude's like, I'm Duke de Richelieu. And one guy's like, I'm Rex von Rien. And then Mokata and Tanith. And they're like, what's your name? He's like, Simon. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I can keep track of this guy. Dude, that girl said her name 18 times. And it wasn't until like the 19th time when I was like, I guess her name is Tanith. Am I, is that a real name? Yeah. I, okay. think, I think it all is, must be like in part of the lore. Because like it's supposed to be based on, based on Aleister Crowley, Mercata character. Apparently, Wheatley, the guy who wrote the novel, apparently he like met with with yeah. the actual Alistair Crawley. Yeah, to, like a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, to like I guess you know get inspiration and get you know do fact checking. You know, like yeah, and be, do a little orgying. It's yeah, funny. it's just research. <laughs> Look, my new book. Like I gotta get it right. All right, so yeah, I gotta go to the orgy. I'm sorry. I'll only watch. I swear. <laughs> I have to admit, I have considered naming my son Alistair. Oh, okay. I thought that sentence was going a totally different yeah. direction. Yeah, <laughs> <So> did I. <laughs> I I was about to utter the words. How come I didn't get invited? <laughs> Yo, quick digression. I found out two people I know uh, used to host like straight up orgies where everyone would get STD checked. And then like these two people who were friends would go and then do do boom boom in front of each other and then just like hang out and be like, yo, what's up? Let's go have brunch. And then they'd be just like fucking people around each other. I mean, more power to them. I just I I don't I don't know if I could do that with Rodney. (laughs) Yeah, I think. You know, if we were like across the room, Chris, you know, like, yeah, I, I could I could probably I could probably be okay. OK, but just like across the room, like wink and thumbs up. Yeah, I think also yeah. lighting. Lighting is really important, right? You know, oh, like, yeah, you got to find your light. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm going to go to an orgy, it better be halogen lamps on high. Right. I want to see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I want every crease to be toplit. <laughs> um, you know, Chris, uh, I also have a pair of friends who are, have a very similar situation, right? And is it the same group? I I, I, pro- no, I don't think so. Most likely, <laughs> they're they are totally different people, and I totally respect that. You know, like I think that's uh, that's great. Yeah, they like they, yeah. they go to they go to their parties, and like while you're in party mode, like you know whatever happens, and then like the next day, it's like brunch time, and everyone just goes back to like being friends. Yeah, it's like, can you can you pass that toast? And then you're like looking at their hands and you're like, God, I hope they wash their hands. Yeah. 
I know exactly where their hands were last night. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Missy, wh- tell us about your friends who host I don't, orgies. I don't have any. I bet you, you do. do. You I do. They you haven't do. told me about it. Yeah. They, Two of them are on this with podcast me. with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, back to the movie, right? There isn't an orgy at this particular place. They are just preparing to have it some kind like of... It seems like they have before, though. It's oh, big yeah. orgy energy. Yeah. That's true. Maybe they are planning to have an orgy, right? Like, I, all I know is that Christopher Lee, the Duke, is basically like, something seriously is going on here, right? And he's like, any minute now, they're going to ask us to leave, right? And then Simon comes over, like, looking all sweaty, and he's like, oh, hey, guys, uh, look, I, I kind of need you guys to go. Maybe we can hang out tomorrow. Maybe we do brunch then, right? I'll wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he's like, yeah, 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 totally. I would love to leave. But first, I'd love to go check out that, like, there's, like, an observatory that's, like, part Astronomy of his house. Astronomy tower. And he's like, yeah, any chance I could just kind of go up there and see the new telescope? And Simon's like, oh, gee, oh, boy. Okay, I guess if we make it quick. And they go up to this room, and all over the walls are, like, what are clearly, like, demonic circles. And with maybe not demonic, like, yeah, satanic circles and, and drawings yeah. and shit. Yeah, and, and there's a giant-ass pentagram on the floor with yeah, the a floor, Baphomet. Like, in, like, marble. Like, clearly yeah. and, a lot of and money so, behind it. <laughs> Rex, Rex is basically Mr. Clueless, right? Like, I guess, like, look. He just doesn't know about these things. He's like, are those star charts? And uh, Simon's like, yeah, 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 they totally are. Hey, I got to run out real quick, but I'll be right back. And he goes out and Christopher Lee is like, you fool. Those aren't star charts. Those are satanic drawings and images. There's something going on here. And they like open this closet and there's like a wicker basket and he opens it and inside it are chickens. And and Rex is like, that's weird. Why are there chickens here? <laughs> and he's like, you fool. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to just backhand him. Just, no, you idiot. I got to say, he never actually calls him a fool. He's very I polite. It, it's but, the attitude. But the attitude, every line Christopher Lee says in the movie should have the words. He's screaming in his head. He sh- yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's in that deep baritone where he's like, why would you do that? You're just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You with that beard. I guess you're the devil, right? No, okay, you're the good guy. <laughs> He's the good guy. But he he basically, like, look, you don't really learn a lot about Christopher Lee, except he's just very wealthy. He's a duke. And, like, he spent a lot of time, like, learning about black magic or white magic, I guess. He's just bored. magic in general. I mean, it's like, it's in, yeah. What else are you going to do with your time? It's, it's his thing. Yeah, the t- TV hasn't been invented yet. Everyone knows magic. <laughs> <laughs> So how do they get out? Do, do they knock Simon out and like run yeah, away with him? Yeah, he hypnotizes. Or do they knock him out and they then they hypnotize him? They knock him on him? the head and fight, fight their way out. They like have to punch a few guys down, like getting out the front yeah. door. But they take him back to his house and then hypnotize him to go to sleep and put a protective cross over his neck and say like, don't take this off no matter what. You'll right. wake up at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah. And, and and yeah, basically, Christopher Lee is like, look, like you're getting into dangerous shit here, right? And so he's just trying to like save his his friend. And then, so yeah, they hypnotize. There's a lot of hypnotizing in this movie. Yeah. You're into that shit. Yeah, but- there's like a, not as much like, I don't know. I feel like there's also in other uh, satanic movies, there's like a lot more to do. This is literally just like a close up of somebody's eyes and then being like, you're going to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> that feel, that's very hammer horror. I feel like yeah. they cast Every, really good people for it. Like you mean for their eyes? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, the audition yeah. is like, come in, just open your eyes real wide while I shine this like flashlight in it. <laughs> and they're like, do you want me to say any lines? Like, nope, no need. We'll do that on set. <laughs> <laughs> you got good eyes. Like he gives good eye. <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> <so> dirty. <laughs> I have to go wash my hands. 
Yeah, so uh, I, I would like this next sequence. Basically, uh, Simon wakes up in the middle of the night and his hand is like just ch- twisting the crucifix chain until he's choking himself with it. Yeah, it's like his his hand is possessed, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And so he like reaches over and slaps like the, the call button and the butler comes in. Yeah. And it's like, butler oh, reminds sir. me of the butler and Archer a lot. Oh, yeah, I can way. see that. <laughs> I've never I've never really watched Archer, yeah. so I can't comment. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I and then uh, basically, the, what happens? The the butler he's, like frees him. Yeah, he like he like pulls the cross off of him because he's yeah. like, and then and then he like goes to the duke and Rex, and he's like, "Hey, your boy was like choking himself with this cross," and 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 the duke is like, "Why did you take that yeah. off of him?" You know, you he's like, he's like, "I just told you he was choking himself with <laughs> it." <laughs> right. So they run into the bedroom, and sure enough, like Simon has disappeared out the window, and so. They're like, oh, shit, like the, the the devil's power has, like, I guess, drawn him back. Right. What do we do? Yeah, he's already it, under his influence. So is, is this when they go back to the observatory? They go back to the observatory and it's completely empty. Right. Um, so- they they look around and they they notice a feeling that it's like really cold up right. there. Like when. Yeah. When spooky stuff is happening, they'll be like, oh, isn't it freezing? So, yeah, they go up there together and on the floor where there's like the marble. Like the Baphomet engraving yeah. or whatever right yeah the room with the chickens the, uh, the it starts like puffing smoke like out of the horns and the eyes kind of get a little like creepy and like up pops this like little like like demon man but which to be this is a little weird yes <laughs> yeah. it's just a black guy in red pants it's it's not yeah is it, it red pants like, i thought it was like a diaper like it's a more red like diaper. a diaper it's more like a red diaper <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was it, not the best I, yeah. look, I I like this scene, but I just thought it would make sense later, but it never makes sense. It's just like literally smoke comes out of the floor. And yeah, now there's like this black guy who's standing there mostly naked and his eyes are like bloodshot. And he's like just standing there staring. And Christopher Lee is like, don't look in his eyes. And of course, Rex looks right in his Such eyes. Such a dumb dumb. Yeah. And I look, I really like this scene. I thought it had a good sense of creepiness about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm like, who's this black guy? He's clearly like a demon, and he's like hypnotizing Rex, and Rex starts like walking forward, and um, you know, uh, Christopher Lee is like grabbing his arm, but he can't hold him back, and he eventually takes the cru- the crucifix and like throws it at the at the black guy, and then the black guy just like disappears, right? Like and a Rex puff like, of smoke. right? And Rex like comes out of his trance. And he's like, do you fucking believe me now? And Rex is like, okay, I kind of believe you now, right? Like, maybe (laughs) maybe there is some devil shit going on. (laughs) What happens? What happens? They, like, (laughs) look, I just Uh, watched this movie last night. What happens? They they find Tanith? I feel they, like back. Yeah, they yeah, go back so home. They, they go, go back, back home, home, and they're like, "What do we Rex do?" Is like, I've I've definitely seen Tana somewhere before. She was like at the casino with the old woman or something. So they're like, "Great, you go find Tana tomorrow, and I'm right. gonna go look at the, me- the go to the museum. Okay, look, so like artifacts or something. Help me out here. Why are they trying to find this girl Tana? Because that's the only way they can find out where they've gone. But like, why not do at they? The, house. the part that I, I was unclear to me is. Why do they think or know that Tanith is somehow like an innocent lamb? They like don't know Simon? she's an innocent lamb. Uh, they, because they of the name. Know. It's be- Well, I thought it was because of the name, because well, everyone that's been initiated takes a name of a former Archmagi. Right. And so they basically like, because her name is Tanith, right? They clearly, the reason she has that name is because she was already inducted into the cult, right? They don't know that she wasn't baptized yet because Rex finds that out in the car she, with her. Right. But, so what I'm saying is, 
there, there's a conversation where they're like, we got to find her. And they're like calling around to a bunch of hotels. And That's Chris the Rudy's only like, other person they know in the group besides Simon. Okay. I guess so they like, don't this know. This is but, like our only clue. They don't know who any of these other people are. Okay. So they valid. think maybe she's, they're at, well, yeah, maybe someone, at, they could track them down through this Tanith person. It's literally just their only clue try to find okay. Simon. So, yeah, uh, a lot of times this movie, Christopher Lee is like, I have to go do research. And then, like, you don't actually get to see those scenes. He just sort of disappears for a little I while. Wish, I right? wish we did, yeah. Like, I'd love a scene where he's, like, in some, like, old library, like, going through old volumes and shit, right? Why would you leave Rex alone to deal with the shit? Exactly, not right? Task. <laughs> so, again, I felt like I blinked and I missed something, but suddenly Rex is just, like, driving in a car with Tanith. And they're like, driving through the idyllic as fuck British countryside in their 1920s, like open top car. And, and he's like basically sort of flirting with her. And he's like, Hey, I just thought maybe I'd pick you up and like take you to lunch. Right. And I'm like, did I miss the part where you went to the hotel and like talked her into getting in your car? Did, did, did that happen? And I miss it. No, they didn't show it. But like before Rex woke up, Christopher Lee is like, I went to like 20 hotels to look for her and I found her. So you go find her. Cause you guys had a vibe going on. Right. So I guess what I don't understand is like, like, he's like, hey, basically like, hey, I want to take you on a date. And she's like, ah, I think you should take me back to the hotel. But I'm like, I don't understand why did why is she even in your car then? Right. Like, how did you that's a weird way to go about it. Right. I mean, she's clearly into it. OK, but then she changes her mind and she's like, I whatever. Like, all I'm saying yeah, is because she says he's going to take her to like, like, f- basically, he wants to keep her away. So tonight they won't have 13 people for the ritual. Right. I'm I'm just saying, how did the conversation go? He showed up at her hotel. It doesn't matter. And he's like, come on downstairs. And she was like, British oh, hey. People are like super charming. Dude, dude, I met very briefly at that party like last night. I remember you. And she, he's like, you want to go for a drive? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I guess only when she's in the car does she realize, oh, he's trying to keep me away from my, my satanic party tonight. And like, I'm less than thrilled by that. And she actually tries to like jump out of the car while it's moving. And he like grabs her arm and he's like, just fucking chill, right? Although he doesn't, he doesn't say it like that. I kind of want to chill. I kind of want to redub the whole movie, where like Christopher Lee calls everyone a fool, and Rex <laughs> is like, "Fucking chill, yo!" Like, <laughs> well, apparently Rex was dubbed over. What? Really? Yeah, that's what it says in the credits. Wait, really? Yeah, Rex. online it says that wow. he was dubbed over by Patrick Allen. So it's Ooh. more of a giallo than you thought. Oh, oh shit! You know, I. It's a little weird because when I was watching him talk, I I was I was asking myself, like, is that a British accent? Like, it was a very subtle accent. And I was like, I, I think it's British, but something felt off with the lip movement. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's just because it's an old movie. So I like subconsciously felt that, but did not realize it. So I guess he was just fucking terrible. Maybe he I did guess. say maybe in the original when they were shooting, he did say sit the fuck down, yo. And yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's not doesn't we're going to have to redub him. <laughs> <laughs> In this scene, uh, Tanith looks in like the the, the mirror, mirror in the car, like the rear the rear view mirror, and she sees Mercada's eyes have like come into the mirror, and they're like, he's like, look at me, you you know, he basically like hypnotizes her within that mirror to basically get get back into town and get rid of right. Her. So, but like she obviously doesn't get out of the car. Rex drives her to his um. To to the to a new house, right? And at this house, it's like house, a family member's house, right? It it it's like this is the basically living at this house is a husband and wife and their small like ten year old daughter, right? The the mom she is the niece of the Duke of Christopher Lee. Am I correct? Yes. 
Right. So yes. basically, they and the husband you know, is an old friend of the Duke's. Every, yeah. There's like there's like everyone in this fucking movie are old friends from some previous time, right? But okay. And so they are preparing to have like a lovely outdoor, you know, like lunch. She, like the the mom is setting out like you know, uh, like what are they called? Not tea and crumpets, but like those little tiny sandwiches, tea sandwiches, right? And uh, they they pull up. And they're like, oh, Rex and your new girlfriend, Tannis, it's, it's so nice to meet you. And then basically Tannis just like jumps into the driver's seat and speeds off with the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it's very awkward. And it, yeah. And it's like, wow, I, I'm getting the feeling like, like, how do you not be offended at that point? Right? <laughs> like, like they like your your friend pulls up with his new girlfriend. She sees your house and the lunch spread and immediately steals the car and drives off. And so Rex is like good boy, I have to take your car. And he grabs his car and now proceeds a car chase that I thought was pretty cool. I like mm-hmm. this part. I liked it too. Yeah. Um, and so like he's chasing after her and she keeps like staring into the mirror while like Mocha Latte is like saying, hey, <laughs> sorry, I think Mocha Latte is so funny. <laughs> um, I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and he, he basically is like, you know, whatever, like you like satanic shit. Like I don't remember the exact lines, but like, don't like, worry about him. You will get away from him don't worry <laughs> right <laughs> it's like it's like affirmations you are worthy yeah it's almost like she's listening to like a satanic audiobook that comes with staring eyes right <laughs> and meanwhile the so rex is chasing after her and his windshield just like completely turns like to like f- like a froggy tint. like frosted glass yeah, frosted <laughs> And so he like punches through the windshield so he can keep driving and, you know, he keeps going after her. And then uh, Mokado causes like this cloud of smoke to appear on the road. And Rex, for some dumb reason, decides that the right thing to do is just go speeding through it. Right. <laughs> and of course, you gotta he... try, you know, well, you could slow down. You can slow down, you know, but yeah, they're on he... like a rural road. It's not like she can lose him in the crowd. Right. Exactly. Like, like just maybe slow down until you get through some visibility. But instead, he obviously makes the wrong choice, Missy, because he crashes into a tree, right? Yeah, because the Duke's not there. He can't do this by himself. It's way too big of a task. This is his first satanic task. That's that's totally fair. If the Duke were there, he would have said, hey, bro, slow down when you go through the fog, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or he would have thrown a cross at the fog. Yeah! So, <laughs> he, he crashes and uh, survives. Clearly. He's fine. He, you know... Um, and then I'm a little hazy on what the next part is, right? Does, he's does... wandering down the street and he sees the cross-eyed lady almost hits him. And he's like, what if I followed her? It was like this is this bitch from the first party of 13. Yeah. Yes, there is this woman with severe cross eyes. And she, yeah, you just see her briefly at the opening party scene. And so he follows her to this house. And he was like, oh, I was uh, I was right here. It was right here. Yeah, it was, it was actually it was pretty close to where I crashed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like up on the like in front of the gate, there's like this will be important later. This like like, kind of like a statue of like snakes, like winged serpents or whatever. And there's all these cars. And I think if I think I counted and there were 13 cars and I was like, oh, 13. Oh, you you counted. That's cool. I was I was in a nerdy mood and he realizes that like tonight uh, like I, again, I was unclear. What were they doing last oh, night? Oh, tonight if- is like well, last night they were trying to do it, but like tonight is also a good opportunity because it's like some special Venus is in retrograde with the devil thing. Right. It's like tonight's like the magic night to do it. And hey, man, like, again, I don't know why they didn't just schedule it for tonight. But he he goes into this house. And again, I don't remember. He ends up getting Simon. Right. But how? 
Am I no, wrong? No, he he calls the Duke. Okay, at right, this point, okay. he's like, "Sorry, I couldn't call you earlier. I was gonna lose them in the chase, but I know where Simon is. Like, I know where they're at. So, right, he's okay, like, okay, come back and we'll go together. Okay, so then they they show up at the house and what they happens? They drive through and they're like, "Uh, we need like they're it's like nighttime and they're all in cloaks and oh, is like, this when they go to the outdoor orgy in the woods? Yeah, yes. okay, so okay. It's outdoor orgy in the woods. Everyone's in like you know cool cloaks. Like the people higher up in the order have like." you know, different colored cloaks based on their ranking. And they're like, oh, if only if only we had some light, we could, you know, fuck some shit up. So they like drive through the crowd <laughs> with, <laughs> with their headlights on. And while Christopher Lee, you know, of course throws a cross <laughs> at yeah. the the devil man with the horns. Well, I mean you're 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 burying the lead here, Missy. <laughs> like they 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 like first they like hide out in the woods and they're watching like like essentially they are planning to baptize Tanith and Simon and make them part of the cult, right? Yeah, we said that. Right. But I and I and you did mention in the in the it, when Rex picks her up, she mentions that her name just happens to be Tanith, that she actually that's her birth name and therefore she was not inducted to this cult, right? So now that we're at the orgy scene. Like, I call it an orgy, but it's like a G-rated orgy where people are just kind of, like, keeping their clothes on and just sort of, like, it looks more like a rave with bad music. Like, everyone's just kind of, like, waving their arms around and, like, drinking wine. I think the orgy happened just off-screen. Yeah, it's like the beginning of a Bacchanal, where they're, like, people are going crazy and frenzied and dancing around and shit. Right, they're, like, they're working up to it. It's like when you go to a real orgy and everyone just kind of, like, eats, like, like you know, pigs in a blanket for an hour, you know? You yeah, kinda, and they're like, like, I really, I think it's a great idea that uh, Brian brought all this cheese and ham. <laughs> <laughs> would you this like would some, be... would you like some garlic dip? I'd love some. Oh, I'd love some. If that I could, would go good with like the a... bean casserole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try anal tonight. <laughs> We are Anyways, the weirdest podcast. I don't know why you listen to our show, guys. I don't know why you're listening. We... Don't shame them. They can like whatever they like. So Baphomet appears. Right. Just like like Mocha Latte gets up and he like says some words and then boom, the fucking devil yeah. appears. Yeah, he's just like, yo, I've got a very special guest coming right up. And the devil is basically a bare chested man where yeah. with like, a I mean, very Rubenesque man, a very thick boy. With a big uh, goat helmet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's supposed to be a goat head, right? Yeah. Like it's Right, but I mean, like, it's clearly it a man. It looks pretty good. It, it looks, looks pretty good. For 1968, it looks pretty good, right? Yeah. It, like, like, you can tell he's obviously wearing a mask. <laughs> so. I just love that he's like, like, I don't know, again, like, compared to Rosemary's Baby, Rosemary's Baby, devil appears, you get, like, glimpses of it, it's moving around, it's doing it's doing the orgy for real. Right. This guy just, like, is sitting on the, the stone, and is just like, hello? He doesn't even talk. He's just sitting. He's just sitting there. And like, and like, no, none of the Satanists seem much impressed that the devil actually has appeared. I mean, yeah, I guess I they've seen him a bunch. I like, guess they're just used to it. Sure. They're all good friends. Meanwhile, like Christopher Lee and, and, and Rex are like hiding behind a log. And, and he's like, who's that? And Christopher Lee is like, that is Baphomet, the devil himself. And Rex is like, oh, okay. And, <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> Rex, Rex, do you remember when we were in the observatory? Uh-huh. And you saw that giant pentagram with the, the goat thing? Uh-huh. That's him. <laughs> He's like, no way, the guy from the picture? Wait, that's the guy from the pentagram? <laughs> I know him. <laughs> um, That's right, Rex. It's right. And so I was, I was sort of surprised because I was not expecting the devil to show up so early in the film, you know? But I was also expecting now that he's here, he'll do something. Incorrect. 
now now I think is when they like get in their car and turn on the headlights and rush in. Missy, I think you're right. Does he throw another cross oh, at him? Yeah, at the, for sure. Right. And so the devil, it, this makes sense. The devil like disappears because he's not, he doesn't like crosses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's, and, no, he, it's like about to hit him and he just goes, rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, I, I just don't remember, but they, they, they basically take Tanith and Simon. Yeah, and one takes, Rex takes Tanith because he is a liking to her. And, you know, the Duke takes Simon and they get the hell out of there. Good way to start a romance is find a woman who has been brainwashed by a cult and just save her and be like, we're dating now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this this you movie, yeah. much like much like many movies from the past, it, it feels this like it doesn't feel like it needs to make you feel the relationship grow. Right. It's just like a guy sees a girl and he's like, I'm in love with that girl. And she's like, I feel a great attraction to you as well. And like, why? Why do you like Tanith? She's got great gams. Yeah. <laughs> Her eyes are very wide. <laughs> um, so yeah, they throw them in the car and they drive back to the 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 house of the Duke's niece, the the place with the lunch party, right? So they show up with like two unconscious bodies, and and obviously the the husband and wife are like, uh, what the fuck, right? And they're like, we just like look. D- long story, the like I forget if they explain about the devil at this point. They I think do, you, and the right? wa- the the niece believes everything and the husband is like eh, i don't right. well, i don't believe you but you're more than welcome to use our beds yeah. right to be fair it's like her sleep. uncle is like the rich duke de richelieu who like is all into magic shit so she probably is used to having an uncle tell her about this stuff but yeah so they decide that like they should put these two people in separate bedrooms right they put tanith in one bedroom and simon in another they're both passed out and they're like, look, like it's important that they be watched 100% through the night, right? Because like the night is when bad shit happens. Yeah, so, we're jumping over a scene where Rex puts Tanith to bed and then like kisses her. And she's just like, huh? And also she's like still wearing the same clothes that are covered in like, you know, goat blood. Oh, we forgot yeah, about the goat is. sacrifice. They oh, killed yeah. a goat oh, yeah, at the I orgy. About that. that was yeah. cool. I like that. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, then he he Rex puts Tanith in the bedroom and then like kisses her on the cheek and she's like wakes up and is like, What? And he's like, I'm right here, honey, don't worry. And she's like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and it's also weird that the like she they didn't change like give her a change of clothes. They were in the know. morning. She's very tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, you're right. She does wear the same goat blood-covered dress for the rest of the movie. But there's not exactly time. It's not like she's, like, awake. She's literally passed out. It'd be. I mean, he wakes her up with a kiss, and then they, yeah. it's like, Hi, you were. You just look so beautiful while you were sleeping. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Who are you? He's like, don't you, remember, don't you remember we talked for one minute at that party the other night, and then I abducted <laughs> you from your hotel and took you to lunch at my friend's house, and you ran away with my car? You're She's welcome. She's like, not, not ringing a bell. <laughs> We've been on, like, four dates. <laughs> All in the past 24 hours. <laughs> uh yeah um, then then they're like in the smoking room and they're like we should watch them a hundred percent of the time for the night anyway let's split up gang right I, I was like i don't understand why you just put them both in the same bedroom maybe that's i know that's and of course here comes duke richelieu saying uh i gotta go do some research you guys handle everything <laughs> I'll be back before nightfall. <laughs> All you got to do, even though like he knows that the last time they tried this, like the devil tried to make Simon choke himself to death. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, like rip off the, the crucifix. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm out. I'll be back later. <laughs> uh, I'm sure nothing bad will happen. And um, and so 
yeah, Rex is like, I will gladly sit up in Tanith's room and make sure nothing happens to her. I'll gladly do it. Rex, why don't you sit in Simon's room? Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. (laughs) I want to watch Tanith sleep. (laughs) And then the, I don't know what to call this guy, the husband, you know, like the. Yeah. The, the 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 man of the house, if you will, he he's like, I don't really believe any of this fucking nonsense, but I'll gladly watch uh, Simon through the night. Right. I'll watch Simon. Well, this through is the actually night. during the day. Honey, why do you always want to watch the men who sleep in our house? No is reason. it during the day? Yeah. So is, they, yeah. they, they, they oh, saved okay. them from the ritual during the night. So now they're really tired. So yeah. It's daytime. They're going to sleep all day and be up for nighttime. Because nighttime is when the devil's going to attack them. Okay. Or someone's right. going to attack them. Well, either way. So they, they're not like, you know, sacrificing their own sleep. Right. And one of the other things, I don't know if we mentioned, it's an important rule, is that it seems like the magic, the powerful magic can only happen at night. Right, because that's like yeah. when the devil's most powerful. Yeah, yeah. But it, just like in the rules of this universe, they're not really worried about being attacked from afar by magic during the day. So that that's why Christopher Lee's like, I, I have to go do research. I think he's secretly, it's the 20s, he's probably a speed or a cocaine addict. <laughs> And he's like, I, he's like checking his little baggie. He's like, I, I will be back. I must do research. I have a lot of research to do. It's very expensive. Yeah. Top shelf research. <laughs> Duke, how, how long have you been awake? Seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then um, Mercado, Mocha Latte comes and he talks to the, the wife, the niece. Right. So he shows up and like the only person who's like, uh, up really is yeah like the woman of the house right the niece of the duke and he's like i'm just a random person can i come in and she's like yeah sure <laughs> yeah it's english countryside in the 20s of course come on in and um and they sit down and basically like he again i liked him i really like this he's guy. a really yeah. good actor i thought this guy just played he played the villain very well very like proper and creepy you know and he basically sits down and he's like, look into my eyes and then more eye hypnotism shit. Right. And he's like, where is Tanith? And, um, you oh, know, he played, he was the first Ernst Blofeld from yeah. Bond. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He's and also Diamonds the narrator in a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Huh. Oh, no way. Really? The guy in the library that narrates. Yeah. Really? Okay. He also plays um, Mycroft in the Sherlock I'm watching right now. Ah, uh, the the old one from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. He's great. I mean, yeah, like yeah, he seemed like again. Now that you say that, it makes sense. But he he certainly seems like he's a a somewhat famous actor, you know, from this time period. Um, like he's the villain of the movie. I imagine they cast someone of some fame level. You know, again, I don't you know, know him, but you know, uh, Neil McDonough. He pl- he plays the blue eyed guy in Justified. No, I know Justified. What? Who's the? Is it? He's 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 like guy. the white hair, balding, really bright blue eyes, piercing blue eyes. Who else? He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's a big TV actor. Anyway, his eyes reminded me of uh, oh, uh, cool. Charles Grace, okay. where it's just like that really striking, mm-hmm. piercing eyes. Sparkling. Anyway, so uh, Mikado, uh, he he's like, yo, how about some hypnotism? Right. She's like, she's like, I don't want to be hip. Oh, I'm hypnotized. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. And he's like, you can, I completely control you now. Do you agree? And she's like, yep, I am under your control. I don't know why people keep looking in anyone's eyes. Just like, don't make eye contact until this whole thing is over. I think it's like a 20s British thing. Like, it's impolite yeah. not to look in someone's eyes. So they just have oh, to do it. Like, if she I look knows in his so- eyes. If I look in his eyes, I'll be mind controlled and I'll kill my family. But otherwise, I'll be rude. Yeah, but like she knows who this guy is. Like her uncle told her about this guy 
he showed up like she knows he's bad news like don't you think that they they all should have been warned not to make eye contact i have no idea why she lets this dude into the house why she doesn't like go wake anyone up like again like i don't know why she lets him in the house yeah but he says he's like i'm here to return duke richelieu's car he left it last night sure sure but whatever like he's i'm just gonna assume that like he's super powerful and he's already like working his magic on her the minute she opens the door you know so again i'm a little confused on the way this plays out but basically while because of his presence upstairs we're cutting to upstairs right and like simon is like coming out of his his you know sleep and uh the husband who's in the room with him he's like fast asleep and doesn't realize this is happening but then he wakes up and simon tries to like choke him to death Mm -hmm. uh and then because they've gonna... been under Mercado's power for so long, like he can do it remotely. Yes. And right. Kenneth is about to stab Rex. Yeah. Right, right. Because Rex did Rex fall asleep too? Mm-hmm. Right? So or or yeah, no, I don't know. Like the husband of the house didn't fall asleep. He goes over to check on Simon because he's being fucking weird and he gets too close and gets You're strangled. Right. I have it reversed. Like the husband of the house who is like, yo, I totally don't fucking believe in magic or the devil. He's the one who's like, I'll stay up, like, as promised, right? But Rex, who's seen literally, like, demons come yeah. out of the floor and shit, he's the one who passes out. And it's like, man, wouldn't it be helpful if there were two people in the Rex room? Rex has right? proven he can't handle himself. Right. Rex is fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> he's a useless character. His only point is to fuck up over and over and over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's fast asleep. Tanith has a knife. She's about to stab him. And uh, in the other room, uh, the husband of the house is getting strangled by Simon. Seems like Mokado is going to win. But then how is the spell broken? Their little uh, daughter Peggy. walks and Yeah. Yeah. She walks in. She's like, Mommy, have you seen my doll that you've been holding the whole time? <laughs> uh, right. She snaps out of it. And she's like, yeah. I it breaks won't. The spell. You have to leave. And he's like, OK, I, I guess I like, will. Like, I'm not sure why he just well, out of there. I guess, you know, not to look me in the eye now. Yeah, He's like, but <laughs> he's like, I, I won't be back tonight, but something will be back tonight. Right. Like, basically, Simon. like we could we could have done this the easy way. You could have just let me murder your husband. But no, no, no. Fine. So he leaves and the and the Duke comes back. Right. And he's like, I, I did some research and now I know what we have to do. We have to. And he's talking way faster. He's like, I did some research. I, we're ready to go now. And he's like sniffling a lot. I guess he has a cold. And he's like, again, I don't like, I don't know what their long term plan is other than just like survive the night. You know, I think because yeah. this is like the special. It's always night the special the night, stars. Missy. <laughs> I thought that was last night. No, at the orgy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're it's right. Like, yeah. Okay. Every well, night, it's every like night very close right to the special night, so it's like, <laughs> look, yeah. magic is about frame of mind. If you just are gonna have a good time, you will. So every <laughs> night can be a special night if you say it is. <laughs> I will say there, there's a line somewhere in here that I liked where I think Christopher Lee says that like there is no like like there's magic is not inherently good or bad, right? It's just that, like how you use it, you know. Um, and so he's like, we're gonna use it for good. And I would say we now enter what I like the main chunk of the plot, which is the the circle, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so Christopher Lee draws this like really large, you know, like, you know, magic circle with like. Yeah, circle weird, protection. Circle protection with like chalk and like weird. I words. Like, say there's like they rooms have, along the outside. Yeah, they, they have uh, they have Christopher Lee draw like close the last part of the circle. And he does a really good job. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's a little that hard. Was to satisfying. Ex- it's like they walk into the room and the mo- I'd say like 99% of the circle is done. It's like yeah. already on the floor. We don't see but anyone draw it. He's got like 18 inches of two sides because it's like a double banded circle. So you have to draw like 18 inches of like a little curved line that's perfectly parallel. And my man fucking nails it. He sure yeah. does. I, yeah. I, I literally was like, he's totally like, it's going to look crooked. But no, he really knows how to complete a circle. <laughs> yeah, it's I really believe Christopher Lee. <laughs> Okay, so no magic. Yeah. I help, feel like he studied that in real life. Yeah. So help me out here because in the circle, there is the Duke and Rex and the husband and wife of the house, yes. right? But for some reason, they have left Peggy just like upstairs in her bed. Yep, with the butler watching her. Yeah. Right. And the butler's not important. He's just, there is a butler. Yeah, but and, she's being watched. And they tie, am I correct? They tie Tanith up. Yep. And in they the barn. like, and they put her in the barn. I I thought Rex just took her to the barn. Right, because is Rex, Rex? Re- okay, help me so out. So when 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 after sh- um, I swear I watched Mercado this twelve leaves. hours ago. After, <laughs> after Mercado leaves, Tanith is like, I can't be here anymore, and she tries to run away. And like, I'm the devil's medium, and so if I'm there, I'm gonna hurt all of you people. So I can't be here. So rex takes her to this bar and they're like we'll st- we'll stay here through the night i won't make you go back to the house and he calls and he's like yeah tanith i'm just gonna stay with her out here to keep you guys safe so it's just rex is not in the circle it's just um it's just the three of them the duke and the husband and wife and simon and simon right it's simon in this because i realize like there's four people in the circle right i okay. know yeah. it's very i have a lot of trouble telling pasty white men apart there, yeah, there's a lot of just pasty white British men in this movie. <laughs> it's only because Christopher Lee has such a cool stash that I was yes. able to like keep track of him. So yeah, they're in the circle, and again, like the 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 husband is like, yo, I don't, I still don't believe in any of this fucking nonsense, right? But like, you want me to hang out? He's like, I'm gonna go get a drink, and Christopher Lee's like, absolutely not. Like, you must stay in the circle. Promise me as my dearest and oldest friend. And Simon's like, I thought I was your oldest friend. He's like, you're all my dearest <laughs> and oldest friend. But he's like, promise me you'll stay here. And he's like, all right, bro, chill. I'll stay. Like, <laughs> like well, you don't have to use the friendship card. I mean, fine. Yeah. It, it's so weird because at this point, I get that you might not believe in the devil or whatever, but like you did just get almost strangled by Simon, right? Like, like he tried to kill him. Yeah. And uh, your wife is saying this guy came in and like mind controlled me. Right. Like all this other shit has happened. And here's this dude who like, you know, like at some point she was like, you know, my uncle is like really into magic and shit. Right. And like you've already gotten in the circle. You've agreed. It's almost like the scene that's missing is he's like, yeah, yeah, just get in the circle. And he's like, OK, I'll do that. And then he's like, but like for all night. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, for, you know, again, maybe it's just like the rules, but like they don't they don't ha- they didn't like they brought a pitcher of water. And I guess it's like holy water. It's unclear. Right. Because like, yeah. This will be important later, but he pours like some water into a metal dish, but they also, I guess, just have a pitcher for drinking, right? I don't know, if, like, whatever. So they're like, we're just going to stay in this circle all night because evil shit's going to happen. And again, I don't know why they're not concerned about Rex and Tanith out in the barn, right? They are, but there's like, well, Rex, you know, Rex has proven himself time and time again. He can handle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rex ain't dead yet, baby. <laughs> Dude, I seriously, I cannot comprehend why no one is like, maybe the 10 year old girl should be in the circle of protection with us. Yeah. It makes. That seems like an oversight. That's what it, like, it's one of those things that, like, there is. It's just so bad storytelling. I'm sorry. Like, I can't imagine that all the. Unless in the book, there's a specific reason for it, right? Um, but like, it's just like all these people worked in this movie and, and no one was well, like, 
because Christopher Lee knew that at a certain point to combat the black magic, they might have to have an orgy. Oh, right. He's like, I got to be honest. I do draw the line at the 10 year old girl coming to yeah. the magic orgy. All right. <laughs> um, so a lot of this movie is them in this circle, right? Yes. Like this is a very which, long yeah, sequence. I, which I, I like, I like some of the sequences. Sure, um, sure, sure. But like, so what, what happens? Uh, basically I think Tanith, uh, she gets mind controlled. She sits up and mind controls Rex and he unties her. And then right. she starts being used as like a conduit to do evil magic and attack them in the circle. Right. So the idea is like Mokato is somewhere nearby and he's using his evil magic on Tanith and through Tanith is like causing evil shit to happen in the house where the circle of protection is. Right. And I think is the first thing that happens is that the spider. So this like tarantula appears and it's like the size of like a, like a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And like, whenever it's in a wide shot, it's a, it's a graphic effect of being a giant spider. And yeah, then they just have shots of it. To like a normal size. Spider. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is one of the things that I have no idea how that played in 1968. Right. Like, I don't know if yeah, people I wonder, I literally don't know if people were like, Oh my God, that spider looks so real or not, but it's yeah. Cause yeah, it's a little it's a little silly looking, but like they did their best, clearly. I will say my wife is terrified of spiders, and so this part freaked her out. And I was like, oh, all right, this, there's still something scary in this movie all these Aww, years later. Oh, those are such good fuzzy boys. I know, but it's like if you have a fear of spiders, it doesn't I, matter. I do, and I, I the way I got over it was just like being like, okay, which ones do I actually have to be afraid of because that will kill me? And all then I moved that. to a state that has two deadly ones. The only yeah. two deadly ones in America are here in California. Oops. <laughs> Good, good job, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to live in denial of that fact. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's this big spider, and it's, like, crawling around the outside of the circle. And, and obviously, sometimes it's a little spider. Yeah, well, what did it, I mean, it's, it, it's like they basically have an actual tarantula, and they shot it, like, with a real tight close-up lens trying yeah. to make it seem so it's filling the frame so it's but like you can tell it's just a normal size spider right and then when and it comes i to really the like shot, this that they like uh, they put it like a piece of glass on the edge of the the circle it looks like and then they have it like pawing at the glass and it can't get into the circle right yes that's a good effect and eventually you know christopher lee like grabs some of what i assume is holy water well, peggy comes in and is like what are you doing and then oh, the spider right. is gonna attack her and so christopher lee throws water the holy water and it d dispels the they see it's an illusion yeah. yeah peggy wasn't really there well first first like peggy saying some shit and and and, the, and christopher lee like the, the the mom is going to leave the circle and christopher lee is like that's not your daughter you know like you do you can't leave the circle and it's like so i don't know why he was so convinced that wasn't peggy i was like hmm, he might be wrong yeah, yeah, yeah it like, wasn't peggy like it could be peggy she is upstairs right yeah but yeah they throw water on the on the spider and it, it just like disappears into a cloud of smoke peggy peggy disappears right yeah peggy disappears and it's somewhere in here christopher lee says like look just so you all know there's like a spell that if necessary i'll use it but i i'm hesitant because it like could alter the fabric of time and space right and they're like okay good good you did all that research then just keep that in your back pocket for later and um shortly thereafter it's probably like the highlight of the movie right when all like the lights start growing dim and the candles start burning out and Christopher Lee is like trying to relight the candles and boom, the door bursts open and like the f room fills with this like blue light and in comes death on an actual fucking horse, right? The angel of death. Yeah. Is that different than death? Uh, I don't know, but that's his full name. Okay. It's just pure yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like I'm like death, you're like <clears throat> Rodney. It's the angel uh, of death. Angel <laughs> of death. <laughs> okay, so the in comes the angel of death, and I, you know my understanding is death's supposed to have a pale horse, but maybe not in this world. It's it's a black horse, and I don't know. He looks cool. He looks like a. He kind of looks like um what like a like a catholic bishop or something right like he's like in these long purple robes and he looks like a knight and he's like riding around the circle and he can't get in either um and and he like pulls his mask off and it's just a skeleton face you know and then christopher lee busts out the magic spell that he set up like five ten minutes earlier right and he starts like chanting fucking magic words and meanwhile we're cutting outside as like tanith is like growing weak and weary and like stumbling through like the barn and then the death the angel of death sorry missy just fucking like disappears everything in this movie just disappears like blink gone right like they do that effect where it's like okay stop the camera and then they're like okay now have the horse leave the frame and they're like roll the camera again like that's how it blinks everything is a puff of smoke besides the spider they poured sulfuric acid on a dead tarantula Mm. oh did they is that a real effect yeah Oh, that's a bit... they used they had to use three spiders for that scene. Yeah, it was back Aww. back in the day where they would like just fucking... one of them kill got killed in the lights because they were too hot. That's oh, now yeah. uh, poor I mean, baby. That's not cool. Oh man, you ruined the whole. Is it sorry? You ruined the but... vibe, Missy. Now we. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I can't watch uh, the original Friday the Thirteenth anymore. <laughs> why? They actually killed that snake. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and like the handler was really sad, understandably. That's um, awful. Yeah. Well, never, never watch Cannibal Holocaust because that's like, oh, no, yeah. that is very upsetting. I mean, that yeah. what makes me sick to this day. When I bad. when I rented it, uh, the DVD has an option. Like when you started, it says like, "Would you like to watch this with all the animal torture scenes cut out?" Right. Oh. And I was like, I didn't know what I was about to watch, and I was, I just assumed they meant, you know, their fake animal torture scenes. So of course I said no. Like, show me if I'm going to watch Cannibal Holocaust. Show me the fucking movie that everyone talks about. And then when they start killing animals, I was like. That looks real. Like that looks like really real. Yeah. Turns out it's real. Um, <laughs> it really fucked up. I saw that in theaters, so it was like really blown. How up. old like, are you? <laughs> no, like I was like uh, the Egyptian. Like a you know. You're Egyptian. That's pretty old. <laughs> the old Egyptian movies. <laughs> if you walk around the pyramid really quickly, it looks it, like a motion <laughs> camera. If you stand in the middle and you spin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and spin and blink your eyes really fast. It looks like the hieroglyphs move. <laughs> Hieroglyphic cannibal holocaust. Uh, okay. All right. Getting so, back on track. Um, so, yes, he rebuffs the angel of death and it, boom, disappears. Yep. And then Rex walks in carrying Tanith and he's like, she died. And it's like they, they reversed the spell. And so it, it yeah. killed her. And like uh, Duke Richelieu is like, yeah, and once the angel of death is summoned, it never goes away empty handed. They're like, couldn't it take the spider? Yeah, I think what's what's what was missing for me is like, I, I kind of wish the movie was cutting to Mokado, like in his, you know, whatever satanic chamber, like casting these spells, right? Like we, yeah, like, it's unclear. Like, I just don't understand why all this shit is happening. Like, I, I didn't know if he just went home and he like, just said one spell and like all this shit happens or if he's like actively it doesn't feel like a battle between them and him yeah i wish that's a really good point because i think it is a battle between the two of them but they're not showing it right i i think i'm sure mercada is doing he has to be doing this nonstop. he's like in some cool room like mumbling with like sparkly big eyes you know and that would have been cool to see yeah yeah, that's that's my that's what I believe is happening. But so yes, he summoned the angel of death, and it it just kills Tanith again because like it, I 
I don't know if it just like randomly picked her. Like it's got to take someone and she's around. Like, I don't know. I guess it can't take someone no, I, in the I circle. Think she was being the circle. used as a conduit. Oh, okay. So yes, she dies and they're like, and, and Rex is like devastated. Cause he's like, I've loved this woman since I, Wednesday. We've been on eight dates. <laughs> <laughs> so then they decide to, uh, does Simon leave? Oh, well, now when once they're out of the circle, they realize that Peggy is gone. Right. So they go up right. to kidnapped. They go up to Peggy's bedroom. There's like time to check on her. Turns out she's missing, right? The the butler had been hypnotized. <laughs> Everyone's in hip fucking hypnotized. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she is gone, and I think Simon I, I don't remember well, why. Simon's he like, okay, th- yeah, he's no, like, Simon's I'm gonna like, go get okay, her. this is a this is you know, he crossed the line, Peggy ain't getting got. So I'll go turn myself in. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I'll Peggy. trade I'll trade myself. I'll be like, you can have me, just give Peggy back. Right. So yeah. we we see Simon like going back to the the there's so many estates, but this is the the estate with like the winged serpents on on the yes. on the gates, right? So he goes there. Meanwhile, the rest of the crew are back at the, you know, the the niece's house and the right. house of the circle. And, and they're, they're like, like, where could they be? Let's summon uh, uh, Tanith as a con, like as a, a spiritual summoning. And we'll ask her spirit where they could be. I also think it's important to note somewhere in here, like somewhere during the night, the the husband of the house, he starts to believe like he's like, right. OK, like, yeah, I. After I saw the giant spider, I kind of right. believe you. <laughs> yeah. And now that I saw a guy came in with a horse and he had a skull face, definitely. <laughs> and then, definitely, yeah. yeah. This might be real now. <laughs> uh, and so then they do – this actually looks like a satanic ritual or like a black magic ritual. He, what does he take first? He, I know he does blood and hair. What's the first thing he does? Um – I don't know. Like whatever. He, just, oh, yeah, he, well, he burns a bunch of shit, and he's he puts, like, with with his he hair, like summon one you. By one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Lee does this. Yes, right? yeah. it was some kind of the first thing was a liquid of some kind, and like, then it was yeah. the hair, and then he had like a, he put a little like blood. walk walk on the thing. And, yeah, you know, cooked <laughs> yeah. up. Does anyone want some stir fried blood? <laughs> yeah, and then they they basically uh, use his niece as the you know body for Tanith to inhabit, and be like, where are they? And she's like, yo, you remember that house you went to? She's there. Right. Well, first she says, I don't know, but oh, all right. I see is something I see like winged serpents, right? Right, right. And, right. and that's when Rex is like, yo, I remember it's that house with the winged serpents on it, right? <laughs> the one we went to with the devil in it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> the one where the all the devil was. Right. Yeah. It's like they clearly either went back to Simon's house or the house. I guess it's Mokado's house, or I I assume, right? Yeah. It's unclear who owns the house. That's not important. Uh, maybe the devil owns it technically, right? I, I don't know. I mean, we can get into the title about who owns what property in this, but I think that's sort of a subplot. Hey, quick, quick, <laughs> quick side question. True or false? Out of our little run of devil movies, this is the first one that actually has the devil in it. Uh, is it really? Yeah, I think so. That's weird. False. I was I thought you would say that. But oh. remember, the devil shows up briefly and made the devil take you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this one actually has like a lot of the devil in it. Yeah, uh, at least a lot of devil talk. So, so yeah. Now, now we enter into the walking across room section of the movie. Yeah. To be clear, there's like about ten minutes of movie left, right? Like, yeah. They, they so basically, yeah. Like, hey, we got to go back to the house. They all go there. So they're arriving. I, I like this part. Simon Besides shows up the first. The yeah, yeah, not there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like this part. Simon shows up first, and he walks up. He walks into the house. He walks through a hallway. He walks down a, a balcony, and then he walks up to Mercado, where they have Peggy laid out on an altar, and all the the cultists are around. And he's like, 
give Peggy back. You can have me. And he's like, why? You're here now. I'll take both of you. It's like, yeah, which yeah. is pretty like, yeah, that's what yeah. someone would and do. <laughs> pretty dumb, I think Simon. The, the plan seems to be like Mokado is going to like offer up Peggy's soul and then use Correct. it to like put Tanith into yeah, her body. She'll be a vessel for Tanith. Right. Yeah, because like it's like I don't really need you, Simon. Like you kind of suck. The the person I really want is Tanith. So right, and I assume which is why she's... I used her as a conduit for the Angel of Death. And if it got backfired, she would die. Oh, I'm dumb too. I gotta tell you, this movie <laughs> could be retitled like Tanith has a bad week. <laughs> Tanith's bad week. So yeah, I I guess Mokado doesn't know that Tanith is currently in the niece across town, or now she's not even across town. She's like in the driveway, like sneaking in with with the crew, right? And I guess that's why it's called the Devil's Bride. Is the it's not really talked about, but I guess the implication is that like she's Tanith is being offered up to the devil. And again, I don't. Yeah. Like Simon's just sort of like they're like, hey, it's always good to have extra Satan members, right? <laughs> um. Or so whatever. So in into the like, yeah, they're getting ready to to sacrifice Peggy, and like Mokado has his like dagger to you know Peggy's throat. When in rolls everyone, all the main characters, right? Christopher Lee, Rex. Gang's all here. Yeah, the, the the niece and and her husband. And is the niece, is she still possessed by Tanith at this point? I yeah. think so, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. And so, help me out here. Like, well, she, she walks up in, like, the voice of Tanith and, like, stop! Like, right as, like, he's, yeah. like, stab the, the neck. And right. She, she says the spell again, the good spell. Yeah, because, like, they're like, say the spell again. He, and Christopher's like, I cannot. So, right. Tanith says the spell. Well, well yeah, he... <laughs> No, like Tannis, like they wake Peggy up, right? Like they get her off the altar and then Tannis doesn't, sh- or Tannis, she says it to the little girl and she's like, I need you to repeat after me. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. And so and they, they're just like, all the same is- you're a from, yeah, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, it's just total nonsense words, right? And although I imagine they probably are the exact same, I imagine that the director they're, they're angels. To- Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it actually is like a verse from something. Yeah. Probably. I mean, the, there is yeah. a certain amount. It does feel like there's a certain amount of like real research that went into the. I mean, again, like we yeah, said. Yeah, he he did a bunch of orgies. This feels like the guy fucked a lot of orgies. <laughs> right. But what um, I don't understand is like Mikado and the Satanists are literally just standing there watching. They're just like, OK, like, yep. let us know when you're done. No one's doing anything to try and stop <laughs> Yeah, like, he has a fucking knife. He's not yeah, trying to it, hypnotize it, anyone. That, and that, that's how it's like very stage play where it's just right. like, ah, hello, you've beaten me. I will allow you your soliloquy. They, they feel like <laughs> they feel like the the blink monsters from Doctor Who. Like whenever the camera is not on someone, they're just <laughs> yeah. frozen and they can't move. Right. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, and yeah. And so uh, divine lightning strikes fire, purges all of the devil worshippers and their devil artifacts. And right. then on the back of the stage is a crucifix. Right. And so that's the only thing left. Yeah. It purges everything from the room besides this. Besides our main yeah. characters. To be clear, yeah. you yep. see M- Mokato like con- like sort of consumed by like uh, CG flames is not the right term, but just like fake looking flames. Right. Yeah. He's he's in front of a green screen that's like has fire effects. Right. Uh, but he burns to death. And yeah, like this this wall, like it's like a curtain with devil symbols on it burns away. And behind it is like a like a, a normal right side up holy ah, cross. Behind the curtain of devilry is Christianity. And so what, <laughs> what I don't know if I'm supposed to infer is that like basically God's magic 
turns the satanic temple holy or if mm-hmm. it was always a church and the devil worshippers just like put up a curtain up in front yeah, of it. Yeah, maybe they defiled it. I don't know. It's unclear. That, that, that makes sense, but whatever. Sure. Then then they wake up and they're back in the circle. I got to tell you, man, for mm-hmm. a second, I really thought I like fell asleep because I was yes, like, wait. Me too. I was like, what? Wait, what do you mean they're back in the circle? Like they're all just fucking back in the circle at the other yep. house. But then they discover the time magic rewrote the fabric of the universe. Tanith <laughs> is still alive. Mm-hmm. Everyone is okay. Peggy's in her bed. Yeah, yep. Christopher Lee is like, remember how I told you that spell could like fuck up with fuck with time? Well, basically, all the That's things that happened. happened. Yeah, like it it happened, but then we were sent back in time to this moment when I cast the spell. And basically, because the the angel of death, he was still summoned. Like that shit so happened, but because we like whatever did this thing he actually took Mokado's soul instead of Tanith. Therefore, Tanith is alive now. Right. And, and then Eric, he like walks up to his nephew-in-law and slaps him and goes, do you believe now? <laughs> Wait, did did he, that happen? Did no. He, did he? I was like, <laughs> I don't really remember the best that. ending of the movie. And then <laughs> yeah, it just it rolls credits. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Tanith and, and, and Rex exchange, I love yous, or he says like, I, I love you or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, Christopher Lee basically says, like, they're like, thanks so much for doing this. And he's like, I did nothing. It was God. And then yep. yeah. they're like, and, but God, God let all this other shit happen. Like, you did something. He's like, you, no, it was not I. It was the Lord. Right. And it's like, I don't know if he was going to step in. Like, I really feel like all that research you did paid yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. All the research you did paid off. No, I was just blasting rails. The the, <laughs> the last line of the movie is, yeah, like, God, God helped us. And then it goes to credits and the movie ends. And it's implied a sort of like everyone lives happily ever after. I don't really feel Definitely. like out of everyone. I feel like Simon doesn't really have a resolution. So you really wanted to join this cult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, like it's unclear. We never understand like how he got in with these people or why he's in. It's not like, it's not like he was hurting for money and they promised him riches or whatever. It's just like when we first meet the dude, he's like, yo, these are my new friends, right? Like don't, just don't a powerful circle. Don't feel, yeah. don't tell me who I can't hang out with. And Christopher Lee is like, yo, bro, you can't hang out with these people. I'm going to punch you and take you home, right? Yeah, I'm older than you, so and this, I know. This is for yeah. your own good. I promised your dad before he died that I would not let you become a Satanist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it does. I saw the, like analysis of it that says it's like a very paternalistic movie where it's just like only Duke, Richelieu, and Mikado are capable agents. Everyone else is like, what do I do with all these crucifixes? <laughs> um. So, I, again, as Chris pointed out, what is all that noise, Missy? What are you doing? Sorry, that's my dog came to lick Uh-oh. me. I'm sorry. Aw, <laughs> that's cute. Hello, dog. Welcome to Pod Forsaken. <laughs> so, Chris, Chris, you pointed out, apparently this was in the book, there is more past this point. Yes. Yeah, so in the book, at this point, basically what happens is the Duke, uh, he tr- he basically swaps positions and is like, take me instead. And then they have like they have to like go find this artifact where they're like sort of running across Europe trying to find this like pendant that'll undo Mikado's actions or some shit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So see, the Duke does say take me instead. And he's like, no, this is like an innocent child. No, like, I'm what? good. You suck. I don't like your beard. Oh, Um <laughs> Yeah, I I I liked it. I didn't love it though, because it just it, like I said, like too much is just like cool magic. Uh, hiya, pocket cross. Okay. Yeah, like I look, I like I said for the first half, I was kind of digging it. Right, it felt like there was a mystery here. Christopher Lee, he's really great in this movie. 
Uh, and like, I was like, okay, he's trying to save his friend. And again, part of it is because like, I've heard people say how good this movie is. I just was sort of expecting, I don't know, something else, especially because it's a hammer film. So I thought they were going to like, I don't know, really lean into the, like the devil shit, you know, like I thought we were going to like see some human sacrifices and people strung up on upside down crosses and shit. And like, obviously I'm not expecting like, you know, French new wave blood. Right. But like, I was just expecting more death in the movie. Like, the only the only people that die in this entire movie are the evil Satan leader. I guess the whole Satan cult burns to death. It's sort of implied. And they kill a goat, right? Like, am I wrong? Does anyone else die? No, no. I mean, because Tanith doesn't end up dying. Right. Yeah. And so I I kind of being honest, I don't get why people like this movie so much. I Like, if, if it's just because Christopher Lee is kind of a cool badass, I get that. Like, he's cool. Yeah. But no one, I... el- no one else is really a cool character. A Mokado, I guess he's it, those two. Mokado's really cool. Those two are. Cool. I don't. I guess I don't get why this movie people are saying is like better than all the other a lot of other Hammer horror. I mean, I think it's like more like a norm, just a, a kind of a, a standard Hammer horror. But I think, I think it's famous because one. Christopher Lee is playing a good guy. And two, Christopher Lee has said this is his favorite movie he did. Yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know when he said that, probably during the promotion tour for the movie. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I imagine if you look into it, Christopher Lee's favorite movie is always the movie he just shot. (laughs) Mm. But no, he did say that. And I don't get it. Like, he likes this movie more than all the Dracula films he was in. You know, maybe. I don't know. He likes it more than Attack of the Clones? Hard to believe, Chris. He, he gets to, he gets to fight Yoda. How could yeah. how, how could you like how could you like this more than the Yoda fight? Yeah. The only thing that's better than that is when baby Yoda gets to fight next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh look, I, I like like there was a certain classiness to the movie, right? And again, I thought it had a, a good sense of style. Like I liked I liked all the locations and the sets. And again, I just don't know what it was like because I, I know it, it, you know, my understanding is in the early 60s there was a lot of um fear about you know satanic content in movies yeah. and that's actually yeah. why it, it's it, every 20 years like clockwork america's like <gasps> satan yeah is he back because <laughs> i i'm pretty sure they were they were they wanted to shoot this in like 63 and had to hold off for a couple years to get the the financing that sounds familiar yeah and so uh you know and again the reviews are pretty good for it i i, I just it's just it's like trying to watch the the Wolfman now, right? Like the old Wolfman. It's like it's so a product of its time, and it was it made is. it was made during that time for that audience. And I just don't know how it played back then. Like, was this movie scary back then? Because like, there's really I, did, no... I can't imagine it was. It was probably scary for you know uh, uh, Griselda. That's like oh heavens, but I don't know why she'd be seeing it. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. There are no sequences of what I would call suspense or fear, with the exception of like the part where the black demon shows up. I thought that was that was creepy. That actually started to creep me out. And I could see how like when the like the angel of death shows up and pulls off his face and it's like a skeleton like that, that might have been kind of scary. But like the part in the woods, that's the other thing is like. I don't get why the devil himself is showing up at the halfway point, but he's not in the the climax of the movie, right? There's also like... It's like when your keynote speaker shows up in the middle of somebody else's. <laughs> they're like, they're teasing him. Yeah. <laughs> there's... There's no there's no discussion early in about the angel of death even being like a thing, you know? So when he just like shows up and at the circle, I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, that's... I kind of thought the devil would like the movie's called the devil rides out. So I thought the devil would be the one on the horse, but it's not, it's the, it's yeah, the angel of death. I, and then like, 
Which is that's fair. I guess they were going for like a trippy Christopher Nolan ending, which might have blown your mind back then when it's like, I certainly did not expect that. I cannot say that when I was watching and I was like, I know where this is going. They're going to be in a time loop that sends them back to 10 minutes earlier in the film, right? <laughs> but it just felt like such a weird explanation because it's in no way is it set up other than Christopher Lee says, if I say this spell, weird trippy time shit might happen by the way the fabric of time reality will be reshaped if i do this anyway let's do this i kind of want (laughs) to see an ending where like they go back in time but the angel of death kills one of the other like you know kills simon instead right like clue you can choose your own ending or something they they should have different endings yeah where different people die and they're like should we do it again and like "Eh, did you really like simon he's like nah i can live without him you know yeah i think we're okay with that (laughs) (laughs) thank you i'm glad we watched this me too. Yeah, I'm glad we watched it. It's another, it's another, I, you know. You know, I think everything you said is totally valid, but I really liked it because this is just my cup of tea. Cool. Yeah. Well, again, uh, as always, uh, I'm, I'm happy to watch things I would never normally watch. And that's that's why we do the show, right? So, you know, if you're if you're still on the fence, listener, up to you. You know, like I think you kind of get what this movie is at this point. No, There were no spoilers here. <laughs> Having said that, next week, what? I guess we spoiled the time travel. Can you, can you spoil a G-rated movie? <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know, Bambi's mom getting killed. Whoops. Whoops. But that, you might not see that coming. <laughs> anyway, next week, as we said, we're doing Richard Stanley's Dust Devil. That is also not easy to find, uh, but, you know, try the internet. <laughs> and so uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for being a listener. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Right, bye. bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah.